hint of like my no. hand or my ass. <laughs> I just, as, as I finished the season, I just paid attention since I saw that you were in it. Yeah. Uh, and and just watched them. And then when he told me that you were in the sex uh, box one, I did go back. Because there's a lot of shots in that where there, it's of the crew. Yeah, so yeah. So I was like, oh, he might actually be in that. Yeah. So I went back and rewatched it. But yeah. like I said, you always see like half. He's like obscured by another person too. And, well, guys. Um, this is the kind of insider <laughs> industry banter. This is no. This is the friendship simulator <laughs> <laughs> that you can expect. Yeah, yeah, that too. On uh, the new incarnation of this show, mm-hmm. uh, we're pivoting again. Yeah. Well, 2020 is coming at us real fast, and we're trying to find product market fit. I believe that's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, maybe. Well, it's all uh, about finding brands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and letting your customers find Maybe, it. you know, to just to give us some closure, Colin, tell us about how we ended up with the cat, the Jellicle podcast, the cats, uh, everything cats uh, theme, um, the brand. The brand just didn't work out. Am I right? Yeah, we we kind of hit a, a wall, if you will. Um, <laughs> not too many people out there looking for tickets to the Jellicle ball. Not yeah. too many people with great memory, I guess. <laughs> uh, it was it was it was tricky. But for I think sure. what what killed us was when five hundred of our Jellicle listeners mm. all attempted to ascend to the heavy side layer at once. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that hurt the brand. That hurt our brand. That that is difficult. But that yeah. is a nice segue into uh, apocalyptic death cults. Yes, into yes. our <laughs> new direction. You've seen uh talking dead yeah probably a huge fan you've yeah. seen behind, behind the, the thrones. thrones yeah after trek uh what what are some of the other ones after shrek that's not real <laughs> <laughs> you this is what this is what's new this is what's hip this is what people like um meta meta content yes content, content about, about the content, content. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um just Sort of picking through the details of your favorite, uh, you know, properties, yes, uh, brands, mm-hmm. personalities. So you don't have to be online or glued to that screen twenty four hours a day. We'll do that for you. Yeah, we're pivoting to a new, all new format. We are now exclusively devoted to following, commenting, curating the content of our friend at Radio Heb. Summer Emerald, and our new show is called The Reply Guys. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Summer, if you're listening, um, congratulations on your television debut. Yeah. An adult swim. Uh, yeah, Truth Point. Truth Point. Truth Point with Drill and, and Derek. Uh, if you haven't seen that, everybody, all our uh, Radioheb fans out there. Um, yeah, who, go check that out. Who first heard yeah. about Summer on our old podcast, Seattle Sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, check that out right now. We'll post a link um, to all of the Seattle-based Summer Emerald Reply guys who we inspired with that episode of ours who are now breathing <laughs> heavily into um, <laughs> Summer's replies. Um, like We want you to know. We're here for it. We're with you. You're part of our nation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I think uh, there's nothing left to do, but go ahead and get into our first episode, which will be a series of messages we left on our answering machine because she, I guess, wasn't available to pick up the phone.
Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Summer, I know you can hear this. So if you're wondering why uh, Brian Abolish Ice <laughs> at Brian underscore no name has not um, replied or liked in the last 24 hours, uh, it's because he is in Twitter jail. So yeah. um, just I know you were worried about this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I know when your reply guys go silent, it gets a little worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's no, it's it's not a it's not a good feeling, you know. Okay, mm. cool. Uh, twenty twenty, we can do this, guys. <laughs> the year of the reply guys. Welcome back to Seattle Sucks, a podcast about hating the city we love. Fool you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, people should go check out Summer, though. Please on do Truth that. Point. It's the Truth Point Disney episode, which I think was the last one that came out. So. Yes, we will yeah. link to that. Episode 10, we will link also, to that. Yeah. Uh, honest to God, like, all joking aside, w- one of the... Be quickly becoming one of the great accounts on I, Twitter. Yeah, I think yeah. she no, will no, be. No shit, actually, she, just gold all day, constant fucking gold. She Capital will be the eponymous treasure in National Treasure Three, <laughs> <laughs> even though she yeah. is Canadian. Get in on it, the so. ground floor of this amazing Canadian. It's account. a rocket ship. Uh, Nowhere yeah. to go but up. <laughs> Uh, but if you're not following her already, go check her out on Instagram and Twitter at R A B I O H E A B, and we'll link to that too. So yeah, in our episode yeah. that she came on and did a really good uh, interview. Yeah, and about, go um, apocalyptic death cults of the future. Yes, yeah. and she wrote a companion piece on Mechanical Freak, which we will also link yeah. to again. So you can read that. Yeah. yeah. And unlike our usual situation, she's a guest whose life didn't get immediately worse after being <laughs> on here. So always good to hear. Uh, what are you trying to say, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to quit the podcast, just quit the podcast. Uh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of life getting worse, uh, I hear we're sending Greg away. Yeah. Soon Greg will be chilling in Cedar Rapids. <laughs> okay, let's just do a little, let's do a funny little experiment right now. I'm just going to Oh, you're obsessed with this. Weather. You're going to do weather, aren't you? Iowa. Yeah. Me and Colin already used weather. all the weather <laughs> yeah. oh, time last um, week. <laughs> four degrees right now. Wow. How nice. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, you will wait. be chilling you know in Cedar <laughs> Rapids. <laughs> I'm thinking about this. Um, I, you know, Bernie, I have, I mean, I've known, I've known about Bernie Sanders since, I mean, at least like the last century, maybe the very last minute of the last century, but still like, you know, it's been a long time. If you told me in like when I was a freshman in high school that someday I would be able to not only caucus for, which I've done once, but like actually possibly that Bernie Sanders might have a chance and that'd be like a joke they'd be like well what's the best possible scenario for electoral politics in the 21st century well i don't know president bernie sanders um aside you know put setting aside for a moment that like it's a you know world historic tragedy that 
he's really the only guy that <laughs> is any good um and that it would be way better if there was like a a much larger and more diverse cast of like left characters who could be like battling it out right now for a party's nomination um it's it's pretty good stuff you know uh when we've talked about growing up in the end of history before and i mean like talked a little bit about what that meant to me i think at the end of the day like i've you know i i've said before like i was i would have said and this has meant very different things at different times but i would have said yeah i'm a socialist ideologically since i was like 12 or something but i was basically a this 90s um end of history brand of socialist like a star trek socialist where like for me i was like yeah capitalism is bad our government and empire evil but um someday long after i am dead (laughs) humanity will figure this out (laughs) somebody will will write this like this will get figured out and that and then so yeah in the meantime you can like go like well i guess like this just whatever whatever's better than this you know and so that's why um I think what I've been very pessimistic as you have Brian I know mm-hmm. about Bernie's chances here like it seems like an fucking impossible task to win for him to get the nomination of the Democratic Party um we've said again and man it started happening this week that the second it starts looking good for him the just the reaction that will come out of the fucking woodwork is going to be shit you can't even imagine and that's not going to stop but it is looking like there's a path somehow i think the fact that you know joe biden is actually looking like his polls are going down finally not up Mm -hmm. um matters i think the the dust up with iran uh where we our government tried to provoke a fucking Mm -hmm. world war three and only one candidate yeah the right opinion this drew an incredibly bright bold line in the sand um and between him and everyone else between bernie and everyone else and particularly a fucking target on biden's back um like that's huge so now there's this path um and that path is really strong and really easy to see if bernie wins the iowa caucus um there is that not that it's not not that it's a sure thing but like there's a there's a path that is visible that i can see if he comes out and does it in iowa because if he can win iowa and now it's looking like he's either neck and neck or up there and we still got two weeks left and i'm gonna be there for two weeks so hey um but then he's gonna probably take new hampshire with momentum like that you could get nevada going in and do well in south carolina going into super tuesday I mean, this is a real thing where he could rack up so much early on that yeah. Biden and Warren just look like jokes. I mean, imagine imagine an Iowa caucus where Bernie Sanders comes out on top, followed in second by Pete Buttigieg. I mean, that <laughs> like that to me, like I'm like that's a that's a good shot that Bernie has at least at, a primary electoral path to the nomination okay now court who knows what the crazy shit the democrats will come up with but what i'm saying is if i 
see that happen on, on election night on caucus night if if that results that results comes in i think um i can finally uh walk out into a snowy cornfield and die <laughs> yeah well and that was a wonderful long way around the bush or whatever to say that you were into bernie before it was cool <laughs> uh but yeah i mean like literally uh you know, for well, people, yeah, for our people who aren't Maoists out there, uh, this is uh, probably literally your last chance uh, before the world burns alive to vote for anybody remotely uh, left of center yeah. in America. So, uh, you know, maybe you should take advantage of it. And Greg's going to be out there whipping the uh, the cats uh, Weber head demographic in Iowa, which mm-hmm. I hear is quite high. Yeah. And uh you know, they'll be dancing to the caucus. <laughs> <laughs> Under the Jellicle Moon. <laughs> the Jellicle yeah, Moon. Yeah. I'm just going to tell everybody that the Jellicle Ball is at, like, a school down the street from where they <laughs> live <laughs> on uh, Monday, February 3rd, and we'll see what happens. Just going to terrify everybody in the caucus into voting for them. Now, but, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, Iowa is the birthplace of Captain Kirk. Is that correct? That. Yeah, I believe so. Is Is this an elaborate ruse for you to go visit the birthplace of Captain Kirk? You know, I think now that that you mention it, I think there is like... Some deep-seated psychological drive. I think there's like somewhere... A base instinct. Somewhere there's a like a... A roadside like model there of has the Enterprise to be. There and like a plaque. Yeah, there has like, to be birthplace of Captain Kirk. You don't pass yeah. that up. Zero chance that. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah I there's a statue of him. Yeah, or okay. Something. I'm just. I hadn't thought of this, but I'm adding it to the itinerary. I'm gonna please find that do. place and go there. And please take a photo. Yeah. Um. But if you're not sure what the hell we're talking about, <laughs> we're raising money to send Greg to Iowa, which we have already raised more than our initial goal. And uh, we're continuing to raise for for little Greg to go see Captain Kirk's birthplace, <laughs> and also hopefully to send some other folks down or, there or, or elsewhere. Some other least, um, maybe it's uh, right now. It looks like with what we've got, like I can get there and get back and have a place to stay. Um, at you know, more is either going to help. Maybe send some more people to New Hampshire or something mm. next time around. Maybe if it's looking good by the end as we're coming up on it, maybe it's bringing some more people out for um, – but but there are other people who – there are a ton of people, even people who just know. I'm just realizing like a ton of people from Seattle who are going out there who I know. I was just on a call with a bunch of people today. Um, you know, And some of them are getting help here and there, but a lot of them are ultimately paying – uh, their own way in various ways um and so there's a lot of opportunity to for um our podcast to sponsor through your donations uh the goings on out there so yeah and there's some people at least uh, on twitter are definitely just winging it and <laughs> going out there and so and i know there's just kind of like rolling funds to try and keep uh, volunteers from uh, sleeping on the park bench <laughs> in four degree weather. Yeah. So you know this the extra money all goes to that, and uh, hopefully uh, getting one Bernard Sanders through the Iowa, pri- Iowa primary. Now the thing to keep in mind here is everybody knows that this last week was literally the worst week on Twitter since uh, probably the last time it was the worst week on Twitter. Imagine 
if one Bernard Sanders wins in Iowa, how awful Twitter is going to be. <laughs> and you should applaud that. You should want it. And hope that it happens. Twitter will become the suicide booth from Futurama. (laughs) (laughs) That is good. That is a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, this is like the death drive. Yeah, yeah. We want Twitter to be the chaosphere. We don't want it to be uh, a good place to be. We want it to be Cube from the fucking movie. We want it to be the the prison from Cube. Uh, So Canadian. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have 20 donors so far, and we wanted to thank them in order of their donation. Audrey O'Neill, Max Wagner, Aaron O'Kay, Justin Roll, Carl Nelson, Brendan Mack, The Beacon Cinema, Jason Amon, Roy Zuniga, Jerry Shepard, Wes Sales, Gabe the Cat, Chrissy Coots, Doomed Planet Podcast, David Clark, Deborah Shotwell, Madeline Hanhart, and three anonymous donors. Thank you so much. Yeah, so some of those people. Oh. So Max... Um, is my buddy yeah. from uh, Young Democrats in college. Mm-hmm. We were we went to uh, Texas in '08 mm-hmm. um, for the pri- the firehouse primary there, and in Colorado for the general. I think for some reason, and um, and also he just reminded me today that he went to Iowa four years ago. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> For Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> this is before I'd gotten oh, to him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's on board for the revolution now. So he's coming out. Um he's he so he's gonna come out there. Awesome. Um and um you know, so thank you for do- your donation, Mac. Uh, also, uh, some of the people on that list who donated are also going to be out there, right. mostly paying out of their own pocket yeah. for a lot of things. Uh, Roy, Justin, Carl. Um, <clears throat> how much Slipknot do you think you're going to listen to? <laughs> I mean, how are you much take Slipknot in- is there? I think there's a lot. I, I'll, I'll so, make sure to put it on my phone. <laughs> so while Greg's in Iowa, he's also going to be, uh, you know, corresponding with the show back here. Yes. Uh, maybe getting us some interviews, hopefully one with Slipknot, mm-hmm. fingers crossed. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so look forward to that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Greg calling in the sound of the helicopter <laughs> as he's just flying <laughs> over the cornfields, you know, <laughs> as a flight of the bumblebee or whatever yeah. playing in the background. <laughs> flight of the corn cob. <laughs> All right. Well, on the topic of campaigns, we had some recent movement in the city council. In fact, this might have been the first bit of legislation passed in 2020 which yeah. was campaign finance reform. I think it's really like the first new council thing. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, Let me hit the air horn. <laughs> oh, fuck, we got to get that soundboard fixed. That was the uh, child's bicycle and clown nose. I think that was appropriate. Uh, so if you haven't been following this story, which we've actually been talking about for some time, because this was threatened several months ago during the general election here yeah. for city council yeah if you haven't been following it you have not been a diligent listener that's and you true. need to do better yeah that's what you come to the show for is us to tell you to do better yes do better and give us your money <laughs> <laughs> um so what this attempts to do is limit or preclude the ability from corporations with some percentage of foreign backing to donate money in political campaigns here in Seattle because this was a municipal ordinance. 
Yeah. What what is does it have a name? It does have a name. It's the Clean Campaigns Act. Cool. Sounds it good. Sounds has, great. I love it. it has, Let's clean those campaigns. Uh, well, it has all the markings of progressive legislation in that it is like you know the imagery of cleaning the city up. Plus, uh, it is uh, put out against the Asian. <laughs> 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 to pelt the yellow menace. <laughs> so uh, it works in the progressive era. Uh, no problems there. Very excited to hear uh, how it works now. Cool, yeah. Bringing back yellow peril. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to uh, fit dovetail nicely with uh, Russiagate panic. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the organization that's involved, that was involved in helping Councilmember Gonzalez write this legislation has been involved in Russia gate related legislation and political action it looked like from cool. their website this is free speech for people.org so again this is something we've been very skeptical about from the beginning skeptical that it will even possibly be upheld found to be uh, a legal restriction on campaign finance skeptical because it's just probably meaningless on its face Okay, so specifically, the measure puts the city in the vanguard of local efforts to control corporate political spending. It blocks any corporation from giving money to candidates or to independent political action committees if the corporation has one non-American investor holding at least 1% ownership or multiple non-American investors holding at least 5%. Okay, that's from an AP story about it. Um, So that's kind of what we... So, yeah, so basically this comes out of the the last election, the big, you know, Amazon money bomb, which we talked a lot about um, and how it was bad. Um, we obviously, um, you know, money in elections is a massive problem in this country. It was in this last election here. Uh, but, and, you know, I guess in that spirit, like, you can't totally... Like, this isn't, like, totally malicious, like, but I think we we have some skepticisms that are worth talking about here. Yeah, I mean, first off, money out of elections into podcasts. I think we all agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think starting with the sort of foreign ownership thing is I get they're using it as a loophole to attack a large company like Amazon. Well, that's the problem. But it does beg the question of the, like, Okay, so if Amazon was 100% American, uh, would its billions of dollars like be any better, in, you know, in the uh, system, right? Well, he, yeah. So that you that's know. the basic problem. I think what we said when we first started hearing about this, what I said was like, there's no how do you restrict campaign finance in mm-hmm. America after Citizens United, which is now 10 years old, yeah, um, and it very clearly that decision says you can't restrict speech for any reason including that of corporations you know um and so that was made pretty clear um the uh yeah i mean hey you know uh it's a new supreme court now we have brett kavanaugh so <laughs> who knows and gorsuch like, don't it could forget go gorsuch. anyway yeah exactly well and the purpose of this like so the purpose of this isn't to like pass a bill and be like, all right, this is an effect. Yeah, it's essentially going to get challenged immediately. It's going to go to court. And the idea is to try and uh, poke a hole in Citizens United 
via this. Which right? which could I mean that also could be a noble thing in a, in its way to say okay let's challenge let's find a way to challenge Citizens United. But this what this does is so let's think for a minute. First of all, no one has made this challenge yet in the Supreme Court. Got legislation through, then had it challenged in court and gone to the Supreme Court over the last ten years on this this with this idea. That should tell you that, like, I mean, this was Citizens United was on everybody's radar, every organization, everybody. This isn't some new thing that like or some hidden thing that some activists are trying to draw attention to. Like everybody knows. That's the first reason to be skeptical here. Um, the second is. Apparently, so we find out, oh, why are they going to, what are they going to do to try and fix, you know, challenge um, Amazon's ability to put money into our elections, etc. It's on this idea of foreign ownership of this. And let's set aside for the fact, first of all, whether that could be effective in court, in the Supreme Court, and ask, like, what that would really mean practice let's say it did work let's say it was never challenged and it was just let to be the law here in seattle mm -hmm. or it went to the supreme court and was upheld Wh i mean what are we what have we really done here like what we what we've done is on this very serious issue of talking about um corporate money in campaigns which is a, a big deal uh it's disgusting that they're able to just dump all this fucking money in there but what you're saying is like you're saying Oh, it's bad because they're foreign. Yeah, yeah. Which has two problems with it. First of all, you detract from the real problem that they're <laughs> massive corporations with tons of capital that they can use to undemocratically fucking fuck with our elections, which has nothing to do with the fact that they're fucking foreign-owned. Secondly, you're relying on this whole, like, um, nativist, nationalist, yeah. like, yeah. perspective... Which kind of feels, I mean, it's very of the moment right now in, like, liberal yeah. America. It's very much, you know, we joke, we were joking about Yellow Peril because it just has that ring to it. But mm -hmm. it's very much on, like, the wavelength of Russiagate. Um, and and so it sucks. I mean, that's just a, it's well, bad. It's, it's, it's a right-wing frame that Absolutely. you're starting from, Absolutely. which is that the problem with this is its foreignness. And, you know, this happened immediately after the 2016 election where there were all these people saying, you know, uh, Donald Trump was elected by, like, Russian oligarchs or Russian oligarchs going to call the shots. And, you know, I used to always challenge people to tell me that. I'd be like, well, how's that any different than American oligarchs? I mean, from a regular person who lives here, like a working class person, how is it any different to have Russian oligarchs tell you what to do than American oligarchs? Yeah. It's equally bad, right? <laughs> who cares? Like, at and that point, right? Like, the fact that shit, the whole thing's you know? fucking nuts Made up. and, like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and, like, right, the know, problem food. is rich people have power in our society and oh. therefore it's not democratic and one small manifestation of that is campaign contributions during elections yeah and that's but we're not even even that even that small thing which is actually relatively small in the in how power is distributed in our mm. capitalist shithole society the actual like actual checks being written for Either, either two campaigns or an independent expenditure, um, these corporations have this power. This is just yeah. one way they wield it, and you're not even trying to take that away from them here. Right. All you're trying to do you're is... narrowing the scope. And and what possible... like Oh, so we read a statistic somewhere earlier. We haven't said this yet, but I guess it is Amazon, in fact, does have, what do you know, 
uh, foreign ownership. I'm actually astounded that it's that low. That doesn't yeah. even make sense to me. I think it's literally just because Jeff was a Wall Street guy. So I think he just was able to get so much money from Wall Street. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that like, makes yeah, sense. yeah. But so, like a total accident that it's that low. Probably. Yeah, that's amazing. But like, yeah. but, but there's, there's even a, if this was upheld, this power is not going to be constrained mm-hmm. by whatever regulation this is. Like, and they're gonna find, like, just make a new company. The exactly owned the by fucking American. The fucking. Uh, this redounds to the offense, okay? Mm-hmm. Under capital, in the class war, the you cannot build a wall, okay? Yeah. Like, the, the technology of class warfare, any innovation redounds to the, uh, the offensive, okay? Like, they have the fucking money. They're gonna use it in all kinds of ways. Now, yeah. you might might temporarily in the next cycle like have be able to get some headlines like look amazon can't write this big check like they did last time but you know what that money is going to find other ways to get other places it doesn't fucking matter and we're not even talking about the rest of the their actual political effect on our democracy of their massive wealth and power which again mostly is not writing checks in local fucking political right. campaigns yeah. which was basically a symbolic fuck you and really means nothing to their ability to strong arm fucking the entire fucking country on at a municipal level yeah yeah and a couple of things i mean you know mexico at one point had a law that in order for a foreign company to operate in mexico it had to have 51 percent mexican ownership right and what american companies would do is you would just find some stooge or group of stooges you would give them 51% control, and they were just puppets that you told right. them what to do. And, and, like the, and the money still all flowed one direction, right? So, I mean, one that shows the weakness of this kind of legislation. That was much stronger well, it's a technocratic than we have. But fix. Yeah. It does not address actual the power. The actual power, right? And the other thing is, is that, yeah, I mean, this idea that there's this narrow solution that can be found that just centers around campaign finances and political action committees. I mean, one political action committees were created to get around previous campaign finance legislation. So why you would think they wouldn't just create another method to get around it. But the other thing to consider is, uh, you know, in this most recent uh, sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, democratic sort of kerfuffle between Bernie and and Warren, you know, uh, not to hurt our Warren heads out there, but she's not campaigning in New Hampshire, guys. She's given up. All right. And that whole knives out and planting stories about Bernie and stuff that was a calculated move to preserve her future and the future of her staff, right? The future of her staff in the sense that they went knives out against Bernie, so they'll always have a future in, you know, in the Democratic Party funded by all the you know, uh, healthcare industry in Wall Street. And she'll have a future, right? And you know, if her and Biden go down in flames you know, as a president-VP sort of combo in 2020, She'll get a very nice job in the private sector for, you know, stabbing Bernie in the back and, you know, kicking him down the stairs. And, uh, you know, that you have to remember that is always part of their calculation. I mean, Obama's calculation for never like doing anything about Wall Street in 2008 was that he knew there was going to be a big pile of money waiting for him when he got out of the White House. And sure enough, he's an incredibly rich man now. And anybody who watched that, right, is saying, Oh, if I do what the corporations want, even if they're not actively giving me money now, 
they will give me money in the future, right? That's the power of holding and hoarding wealth. It's is, one one that's one, way. one avenue of power. One yes. way, yeah. Another yeah. in a long list. Yeah, because um, you control everything, people have to do things to appease you if they, you know, want to live lives of dignity or whatever, or even good lives, right? Uh and that, you know, power can't be curtailed by a you know, a silly law that they'll just easily go right around. Now, okay, so I think we've dispatched with that pretty thoroughly. Um, but now let's go to it, what it is actually going to happen. So there's nothing wrong, like, it, because of the way our very undemocratic, like, um, our oligarchic imperial overlords, mm-hmm. like, run this country, we have this, like, awful panel of decrepit psychotics who basically wield enormous power that you have to, like, trick into... Um, doing the right thing occasionally and this is one way you do it you pass legislation that's going to challenge existing uh laws and rulings and and argue it in front of the supreme court that seems to be the goal here that's what this um organization you were saying that's, that's sort of there org. so again i'm skeptical that there's any going to be any juice to this squeeze because no it's t- t- 10 years no one has come up with this Thing. Well, and you also have to keep in mind, like, the idea that corporations have a First Amendment right to donate to campaigns goes back all the way to 1978. Yeah. So it's not even 10 years. I mean, we've had decades and now it's to go all, through yes. this. And it's, all, and, it's, which, and it's already an absurd thing. Well, you got to understand, if, if, if the power that behind the Supreme Court is, like, it, use, willing to use the Supreme Court, if our capitalist society is willing to use the Supreme Court to say that in our supposedly democratic society that corporations have the same rights to speech as people um, like it's not like these companies all haven't been multinationals again since yeah. the 70s like this isn't oh, yeah. some new thing this is not some new fucking thing no one's thought of before okay uh, I'm not a constitutional lawyer and we don't have one on the show today but I'm gonna guess that if this had any chance of doing fucking anything, even on a sympathetic fucking court, it would have gone. Yeah. So someone would have done this already because, uh, in the decision, uh, the um, the Kennedy decision, it, Citizens United, it's pretty plain. It's just like it's not. It doesn't identify the mm-hmm. person. What persons what the corporations it doesn't make any list it just says the government cannot restrict yeah okay that's the thing it the government cannot step in it can't make it says a bunch of stuff in his decision and the supporting decisions from like scalia about like the government cannot come in and decide and and the and maybe some of the stuff i remember is from the previous cases like austin mm-hmm. or whatever but yeah. um it's uh the government can't decide what is like a corrupting influence. What is all mm-hmm. these things? There's a shit. It's all about what the government can't do. Okay, this is this is basically what the the Bill of Rights is mostly no. about. Um, read at least one way. Um, there's not any room in there to interpret this that way. So you're only and so this would be dubious um, to get this narrow oh well the government can restrict speech based on it not being um of american origin which again is already fucking tenuous if you're just saying like five percent of ownership like is is 
foreign owned. I mean, that's very tenuous. But we're not talking about the fucking Warren Court here, okay? Yeah, like, yeah. we're not talking about some like this is the most conservative Supreme Court we've had since the early 1930s. Yeah. So I mean, like, you know, the the, the chances of this getting past them is essentially zero. Which, yeah. which, again, we can't just miss it. Just based on that, because, again, that could be a totally legitimate, possibly noble political tactic. Um, Here's where, here's why I don't like it. Because if that's the case, if we know that there is no fucking way, this probably doesn't even go to the Supreme Court. It's going to get knocked down by a lower court, and the Supreme Court's going to not hear it. Right. Okay, what I would bet would be the most likely thing. It'll, It'll get... It'll get knocked down on the basis of Citizens United in some lower court, and it will never go to the Supreme Court. Okay, that's gonna that makes headlines. Next cycle, um, this case will probably still be in court uh, mm-hmm. next election cycle, um, and it'll be when Amazon tries or does um, try to put in money. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe they won't. Maybe combined with the bad press from this last cycle combine that with the fact that there's this pending case going mm-hmm. through the courts that would make it illegal or unsure what that would mean years le- you know mm-hmm. um maybe there will be injunctions even if someone's really crafty that will yeah pr- that will be an enforce in the next cycle you're gonna make a lot of that's gonna be a victory lap for people even if it's just in the news it's either a victory lap for people next cycle like gonzalez or it's a um, stocking horse um, yeah. to ride, to talk about this, to show we're fighting for this. Again, that sounds good. Make it, make this the story again. Make fighting for it. If you're going to do that, why not like do something better than this foreign influence yeah. bullshit? This fucking nativist shit. Just yeah, yeah. fucking pass a bill that right. says, uh, that that has some... Even though, if since we know it's not going to get through, pass a bill that says something that has some other better interpretation of the Constitution. That there, there are arguments out there for why Citizens United is mm-hmm. could be illegal. Okay, sure. There are this; these arguments exist. Pass something on that basis that doesn't rely on this nativist Russiagate shit, and then use that make to make hay. Let that not go to the Supreme Court. Let that fucking scare people off for one cycle with possible injunctions. Uh, make hay out of that and mm-hmm. get you know your fucking your launch your bid for your next office. You know for um. You know, use that. Do something better. But, like, the choice of... This just seems very, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, what I think the the sort of problem with it is, is that... So, like, there is, like, good reason to take things to court, even if you know you're going to lose, absolutely, right? So, like, absolutely, absolutely. You know, the Communist Party, like, you know, stuck up for the, you know, Centralia Massacre defendants for, like, decades, right? And we're taking that to court over and over and over again, knowing good and well that they were going to lose those cases, right? You know, when they defended, like, the Scottsboro boys, they had no illusions that they were those guys were going to hang, and they were definitely going to lose that case. But what they were doing was, instead of just going to court and being like, oh, we did the process, they were building, like, political movements around it. So yeah. it wasn't just about going to court. It's like, hey, we're going to use this court case to explain this thing that's happening and get yes. people out in the streets and angry about it. 
But what are you going to do here? You can have say, a big America First rally. Yeah, <laughs> like you're going to have this big street? rally that instead of uh, when when the next cycle comes around or when this is in the yeah. courts, when it's in the news, you're going to have a big rally. Not saying we need to take away the power of capital. We need to kneecap these fucking yeah. corporations. We need to get them out of our democratic process in every way. You're going to say. These corporations have five percent foreign ownership. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, we must like, remove the we, threat of the Hun from our national I mean, shores. What the fuck? Yeah, man? I mean, it literally is make America great again. I mean, honestly, this is like Donald Trump ran on too. Is that like uh, too many jobs being offshored, too many foreign companies coming in here? We have to have American like manufacturing stuff yeah. like that. I mean, it's it's just the same nativist horseshit that always gets you know shoveled around here. But uh, there is a case to be made. There is yeah, a yeah. movement to be built. There is a distinction to be made there is a contradiction to be highlighted here about our democratic process and the power of capital in it and this last cycle the what you know really showed that in the case of that amazon money dump like that was a very easily highlighted thing people made a lot of the wrong fucking cases about it but yeah um but this is just extremely confused, considering there's mm-hmm. no fucking way it's actually going to be upheld. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, is that, again, like, in the case of the Scottsboro Boys, like, it wasn't like going down there, they were like, oh, we're definitely going to convince Alabama to not lynch a bunch of black people, right? Nobody had that illusion, right? But the idea was, like, we're going to force, by taking this case and taking the most extreme position, which is, these people are definitely innocent, should be let free right now, which would have been the most extreme position in Alabama at the time, right? They knew they weren't going to win that, but they were going to force everybody to look at what was happening, yeah. right? And to actually have to Do see it in the light of what day, was going yeah. on, right? Yeah, and they were going to make them instead of, yeah, allowing them to have it be an Alabama thing. It was going to have to be a national thing, right? And the thing is, you could do that. Like, you know, fuck it. Why not make the bill uh, no corporation could donate to anything ever? Also, uh, no rich people should have any voting rights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, like, and then actually force people. Because then, you know, you're, you know the, like, the courts are inherently reactionary. So, you know, you're not going to win anything through the court system. So, what you do is you do that and you force people then to consider the fact, just as they were doing in Alabama, consider the fact for a second that maybe... <laughs> Black people are getting fucked in Alabama and getting killed, right? And they aren't guilty, right? And they're innocent, right? Make people consider for a fact that, like, this money in politics isn't a foreign influence thing. It's not a, like, petty bribery thing. It is the inherent flaw in our system, right? That you can't have democracy and inequality at the same time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Force people to have that conversation, right? That's why you use those court cases. Just to be clear, I think we wouldn't be having this negative a reaction to it if it was um, no corporations uh, can give money in any way in these campaigns, even if it didn't include the no rich people can vote provision. Yeah, yeah, That would be better. We would take a a moderate position like that would get our seal of approval. Approval. I think like, I, I think the accepting this, of the right wing nativist frame I, is a poison pill. Well, it's in this there. fucking yeah. like liberal instinct for triangulation. That's like, hmm, what's the like, what's yeah. the way I can get the fucking right wingers on my side too? Yeah, it's that, and it's like I mean, the, it's like dumb like loopholeism too. Because that's what like, Russiagate is we'll about. Find a simple loophole. And that like, is what yeah. Russiagate is about. Yeah. It's about these fucking like baby brained yeah. liberals who were like, ah ha ha. Well, yeah. uh, the right in America and the Magachud um, <laughs> genus, uh, you know, with their particular skull shape, 
uh, is really susceptible <laughs> to uh, nativist, nationalist arguments um, about foreign influence. So I'm going to accept that frame and judge their candidate yeah. against that. And that is how you, A, lose, and B, reveal that you have either no principles or that you are actually just a reactionary. Yeah, um, yeah. And here... I mean, that's all that we're really doing here. It's the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, uh, and to carry that historical analogy a little bit further, you know, post Scottsboro and stuff like that, going into the early 1940s when Earl Browder, here's some real, for the real heads out there, when Earl Browder took over the CPUSA, he launched this new uh, motto, which was that uh, communism is actually just 20th century Americanism. And they went hard on this, like, look, we don't got to talk about Lenin and Marx. We got uh, Lincoln and Roosevelt, Hell right? Yeah. And they leaned on this America <laughs> first thing. They stopped organizing black people in the South Ugh. and shit fell apart real quick. And, you know, you can't, this idea that you're going to outwit the right by accepting their frame or right. something like that and convincing the chuds is it always gets tried because it's a you know it's the liberal move, but it, it never fucking works. It always blows up in your face because by accepting their frame, you cede the entire conversation to them. Absolutely, right? you know, because I'm sure that like if this was like if it started to pick up steam in the courts, the right would probably be happy to pick it up and be like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude, no foreign you know no foreign influence. All foreigners got to get out, right? You know, yeah, yeah. and it would just be turned into this like horrifying you know opposite. But it, what it <laughs> I don't think that is what's going to happen. It's just oh no, of course be, I, it's just going to die in court. It's just going to be <laughs> dying court. Or, yeah. But the the part that will really suck is when Gonzalez and whoever else chooses mm-hmm. to tries uses it to make hay, mm-hmm. but in this very confused way that doesn't really address anything real and does like. Yeah, rely well, on this nativist uh, well, jingoist. Well, especially shit. here in the West Coast, because the hay is going to be like. Uh, I tried to keep Chinese money out of, you know, uh, <laughs> Washington politics. It's just going to be one of those things of like, oh, cool. Washington's never played this game before. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. This should go really well. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, again, what, what are you going to say when you're trying to make hay about it? Like, I tried to keep the nefarious even, uh, Russian bear even off if our coast. The, like, even <laughs> if the yellow peril Russiagate thing <laughs> isn't played too much, doesn't come across too much, you're still not – you're still talking about it in a way that doesn't – that completely ignores the actual mm. problem, which is the money itself. Yeah, yeah. Which most of which is is American and whatever. Yeah, you're just gonna slide directly into a nativism argument that has nothing to do with money or, or financing at least you're or anything ignore like the that. real yeah. problem. You know. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, and you know, and it's that question that again, nobody wants to bring up, and no, and, and people like carefully avoided even during the Amazon debates during the election, which is that like, you know, is democracy really even possible when you have yeah. like these levels of inequality? And you know, no, nobody really wants to talk about because the answer is obviously no. Obviously <laughs> like no. you don't have to think to about it for a second. To be the most charitable, like, oh, yeah, then, to no. be the most charitable about this, uh. it's possible some people involved, maybe Gonzalez herself, are thinking, "Aha, yeah, I, this is how we get Amazon out." Yeah, yeah, and that I'm sorry, that's just that's just simple. Yeah, yeah. That's just simple-minded. Well, Again, I, think, I think that's this the This lo- isn't where their power really resides yeah, yeah. in our democracy. So even if you got them for a, a cycle or two to not give money, you have done nothing to their power yeah. in our society or even our city. And also, that's probably not even going to... Even that's not going to happen. Well, so, it's, it's Democratic Party loopholeism bullshit, 
which it never fucking works because a nobody cares and b yeah it doesn't actually attack the power that you're looking at right and i mean the closest like sort of right-wing comparison was when obama got elected and they were all like aha but he's not from here you know it's like a like that's stupid and b like nobody gives a shit like, like nobody cares like like some fucking dumb loophole nobody gives a shit like loophole shit people yeah. watch too much tv and they see Dude, fucking and, lawyer shows yeah, west wing yeah and like it, it always reminds me of uh aha yeah and i know i i said that i only remembered one thing from goodwill hunting but now i remember a second one in the very beginning you learn that he's a genius because he gets arrested for some dumb thing like fighting or something and he's like all oh, and the judge is like you uh, got arrested for stealing a car, but you cited uh, horse and buggy statutes from like 1880 or something, so they let you off. It's like, no, that's not how the law works. No. Like, you can say that dumb shit all you want. Like, nobody's going to fucking listen to you. There's, there's no loot, there's no magic spell that you can cast that gets you. These are all relationships of power. And, like, you can't cast it away by saying the right words. Or being like, fucking clever. Yeah, the, the, the power is going to act on you in the ways that it wants to implies, act on you. Right? This implies <laughs> that you are, like, this the, in the liberal imagination, you say the magic words mm-hmm. to, or you answer the riddle and the wizard lets you pass, right? Because yeah, yeah. there's this thing, there's institutions and process and this thing that you can appeal to that is um, just and unbiased, and that's just not true because that wizard is controlled by the money. Yeah. yeah. Everything's <laughs> controlled by the money. There's nothing you can appeal to that yeah. doesn't have the money's hand up its ass. Yeah, and the big thing, too, is you have to understand that people have interests, right? And they're not yeah. going to believe you just because you might be technically correct. And the thing in and this is fucking extremely subjective at best. You, oh, yeah. You're making a oh yeah yeah a big new case here yeah. that I do. I mean, for this to be enacted into law, in that it creates a loophole. If for the Supreme Court to rule with a decision that creates a a new layer to the jurisprudence of um, uh, Citizens United. A new stipulation on how to interpret Citizens United. They're gonna, they have to come up with an entire new special interpretation of oh, yeah. corporations and how they work in the law, and identify all this bullshit that they're not gonna do. Yeah, yeah, of course not. Not even if they wanted to. It, it's the level of shit yeah. that they're gonna say. Well. Congress needs to pass a law to identify this. Yeah, no then. court's going to want to take that swing. No, it's and too it's too, too big. big. Too bit way too yeah. specific. It this this is the kind of shit again if you were just striking it down based on some con- this isn't applying to this is here's the problem here. This doesn't apply to any constitutional interpretation specifically, right? Yeah, you're yeah. you're asking like the Supreme Court to make some <laughs> new some like this isn't We're appealing. You're asking them to interpret who the Constitution uh, applies to, uh, which uh, has never gone well. <laughs> like it, it's always been like, oh, you are right. Black people aren't human. <laughs> like it, it's never been like a good move. Well, it's, uh, this isn't some independent thing. Like yeah. Some law that's like yeah. challenging some other law passed yeah, by yeah. Congress yeah, yeah. on the basis of the Constitution. This is the this is a new argument against 
a su- some Supreme Court yeah, jurisprudence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's the same fucking even more conservative Supreme Court. So yeah, again, no, it, it's you crazy. should just go all the way. Always go all the way. That's yeah. the lesson here. Yeah. That's that's the lesson from uh, the Obama years. That's the yeah. lesson from 2016. That's the lesson right now. Don't fucking waste your time with this yeah. triangulated, um, like technicality. Uh, yeah, the idea wizard that, spell bullshit. Yeah, the idea that you get there push all the way. Yeah, the idea that you think you can get anywhere through incrementalism doesn't work because you're never going to convince anybody that things are bad a little at a time because that ends up just being you're basically always going to fall into like right wing frames. And the other part of it too is that like also he, who cares? Yeah, if it's a yeah, small nobody cares. Problem if it's just small yeah, technical yeah. problem. Can you imagine making the fucking case? Yeah, that we this is a huge deal. We have got. To get yeah. the money out of politics from companies that have at least 5% foreign yeah, people ownership. People, uh, they already, what the fuck? They already that, don't care. They're already gone. Because what that says is, oh, this obviously isn't a real problem. Yeah, yeah. If it was a real problem, you'd be talking about something like you need to get all money out of politics for A, Y, Z, you know, yeah. everything. Well, then you have to have a long conversation with them about how, like, you know, Amazon has, like, 5%. You know, it's a whole – you're getting in the weeds about something you don't need to get in the weeds about. It's a much simpler conversation to have with somebody to say, like, hey, rich people use their money to influence politics, and that's bad for you. That is a simple one-sentence thing that, by the way, pretty much everybody's going to agree with you on because everybody yeah. understands that on a basic level. And then it's just going to be, you know, the details about, you know, they're going to be help feel helpless after that. So it's going to be the details of what to do about it. But this, I mean, anybody who thinks this kind of like incrementalism works, I mean, just think about all those times that you uh, went up, you know, during the Bush years to some like crazy evangelical. And you were like, uh, you believe A? Well, in the Bible on page whatever, it says yeah, B. Yeah, it's exactly and the think, same thing. And think of how well that worked, which is not once ever. Right. Like, you know, it's, think um, of how they laughed in your fucking face and didn't give a shit. Well, and, and think about this. this you know? As we, as this country slides <laughs> into the third world, a deindustrialized, yeah. like, hollow shell, uh, imagine the um, editorials in the... Seattle Times de- descri- decrying our discouraging foreign investment in the city of Seattle. Oh, or just it, well, <laughs> and the big thing too is all you have to do is think back to the 1980s when there was the again a yellow peril panic over uh, Japanese investment into the United States. In fact, go watch. Uh, I, oh, I don't think they showed it actually. The Beacon, the Beacon, show this movie and go watch it when they show it. The Prayer of the Roller Boys, which, by the way, is all about how California is being sold off to Japan, and there is a gang of roller skating kids or teens uh, who are a white nationalist gang, which was cut out of the TV version I watched as a kid all the time. But are a white nationalist gang who are explicitly there to you know who exist in this sort of milieu of America first horseshit, right? And it's like you know, like we can have a. a foreign yellow peril kind of panic right we've done it plenty of times uh we certainly did it in the 80s and we certainly did it in the 1880s like uh you know let's not uh speed up that recurring cycle but yeah i mean it's uh it's a bad move the 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 foreigners are bad frame is uh awful and you shouldn't accept it. I don't know. And hey, maybe we're being too critical. Maybe it's just a, a cute little thing for them to pass because it's the mm-hmm. the first we're doing thing. Something. They're like, we're gonna do this. But again, like I, that's I'm that's I'm against that shit. I hate this is yeah. like this is Peterson, Alex Peterson bringing his shovel 
to yeah. the council chambers. It's the same shit. It's, no, it, it's progressive era shit, <laughs> which is, yeah, I'm uh, sweeping the dais to show you that we're cleaning up the city. Yeah. And I'm going to warn you about, you know, again, the, the Chinese or whatever. Yeah. It, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's even not. If it nev- I'm saying, like, even if it never yeah, yeah. comes up again, like, we never sure, hear yeah, about yeah, it yeah. again. Yeah. It's just, like, a nice little thing they're doing. Again, if you're going to do that. Do do it. Yeah, if it's, a, if it's a waste of time, that's not oh, going to amount to Okay, we're, I think bigger. we're talking in circles yeah, at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, I think we get it. Sorry that we've been yelling at you, Colin. Colin right now looks like the son in the middle of a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just been like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> Mommy whoa, and Daddy, please whoa, stop whoa, agreeing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Some judge is about to walk up to him and be like, all right, you have to decide who you're going to live with. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just flip a coin. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, we have a new patron uh, that we should thank before we wrap this whole thing up. <laughs> Jungle Clams, thank you for your support. Jungle Clams! Hell yeah. I, think, uh, I don't know who that is, but cool, thank you. I think uh. this uh, might have been a former patron <laughs> under a new name, but if I'm wrong or if I'm right, thank you for yeah, coming back you. to the fold. Yeah. And um, I think that's that's it. Remember, we have a GoFundMe. We will... Put a link to that, but it is gofundme.com forward slash send dash Greg dash away. And we will link to that. So send me away yeah. to die in a frozen cornfield. Yes. Yeah, that's the goal. Also, remember, uh, we'll put a link as well to go check out uh, Summer Emerald's thing yes. on Truthpoint and to follow her at, at uh, Radio Hub. Which is like Radiohead. Radiohead. Yeah. Did the, I say radio? The <laughs> D's are B's. Yeah. Yeah. We'll learn to talk yeah. eventually. Well, there will be links. So please do that. And yeah. thanks as always for listening. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>